Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. And now, Trey Biddy is brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer, and Genesis of Conway, Arkansas's only Genesis dealer. Genesis of Conway, the future of luxury today. Well, great to have both of you here. You had a good weekend, Trey? Oh, uh, sure. Uh-oh. There you go. We'll get him. You got me? He said he, he sure did. Yeah, we got you, Trey. We, we got him. Okay, yeah. Okay, very good. How many times did you see the Wizard of Oz? <laughs> <laughs> Three times. Three times. That's great. I'll bet you loved Beautiful. it every time. It just kept getting better and better, especially <laughs> since my daughter's part was over in scene two, and there were ten scenes. Oh, wow. Goodness, <laughs> goodness, goodness, goodness. Amazing. I promise I never thought about getting up and leaving. <laughs> I bet you did. Uh-oh, it's clouding no, up. It's clouding can't up. Do that. Can't do that. Can't do that. Okay, gosh, yep. we've got uh, we've got several um, Gangster Museum and Hat uh, live fan feedbacks. We'll make it to that here in a few minutes. Uh, let me see if there are any for Trey. But we do have a phone call for Trey right off the bat. Mm-hmm. How's that? It's Brady in Hampton, and he wants to talk to Trey Biddy. Go ahead, Brady. Uh, hey, Trey, I'm, I'm wondering about Quincy hey. McAdoo. How's his uh, yeah. recovery coming? Is he planning to come back and play, or or kind of what's going on with that? I mean, I, the last I heard, the plan was that, and I, I just don't know where he is right now. I should have asked uh, Pittman about that the other day, but everything was kind of geared towards, you know, portal and recruiting and Bobby Petrino and stuff like that, and we just never got around to asking about McAdoo, but uh, – yeah, haven't heard any update. Haven't heard anything that says, you know, he's not coming back either. Okay. Uh, I just know I, I had a similar wreck a while back, and know it can be a, a long and lengthy recovery. So I'm just praying for him and his family and, and hope he's doing well. Same for you. Very good. Right. That's nice. Thank okay. you. Okay. Thanks for calling, Brady. All right. Okay. Let's see. First of all, I should say this. Um, gridiron chick. Wonders if Randy Rainwater got a new Justin Moore clause in his recent contract, where he's required to miss at least once a week. <laughs> I love and miss that man every time he's not there. So, Randy, you are missed by Gridiron Chick. No, here's the thing. Throughout the course of the year, you get so many vacation days. And if you were listening, Randy was moving in the summer, and so he and his wife never got to take any kind of vacation. And so there's kind of this, if you don't take them, you lose them. So he's been trying to take one day a week here uh, throughout December. Uh, but I think that'll probably be over when we get back to January. So since that was one that addressed Randy not being here, I thought that uh, thought we should do that one. Okay, so you want to tell us about uh, Taylor Green? What do you know about him? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting prospect, I think. You know, I, I, I like the kid a lot. I think that there are things that he could improve on from a – throwing um, perspective, he's got a big arm. And that's the thing that jumped out to me, aside from his wheels. Um, you know, I watched a lot of video of him. Of course, he was Mountain West uh, Player of the Week, or excuse me, uh, Mountain West Championship Game MVP. Uh, it was like 12-17 passing. I, I watched his – he had a 70-yard run in that game. In fact, I've seen him have a lot of 70-plus-yard runs in his career. He reminds me mostly of Matt Jones. That's the guy that Whoa. when I watch him run, I see a guy that 
you know, kind of kicks his butt with his heels when he runs, just a long stride. People take terrible angles on him, and that's who jumps out to me. I know a lot of people would like to, you know, maybe say Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar Jackson, the closest thing to Lamar Jackson since Lamar Jackson to me has been Jaden Daniels. Um, so that that was where I maybe put that comparison. This guy reminds me of Matt. Kind of got like maybe like kind of a sidearm. It's hard to tell just on video, right, without seeing him in person, but kind of maybe a sidearm type of delivery. Very good athlete. Maybe a little better, um, you know, maybe a little more elusive side to side. I don't know if he has, you know, four three nine forty speed like Matt had. I do know in 2019, and obviously that's several years ago, at the opening he ran a 4.64 in the 40-yard dash. He had a 38-inch vertical was a pretty elite high jump, or excuse me, long jumper in high school also. You know, but was the kind of guy that was recruited by uh, Boise State, um, Central Michigan, you know, schools along uh, those lines. And started for, as a redshirt freshman for them. They went 10-3 and three that year, last year. Uh, this year they got off to a kind of a rocky start, but started putting it together, obviously, midseason. Uh, after, you know, kind of a rough start, they went to a two-quarterback system with him. He actually played really well in the games that they won and didn't play very much in the games that they lost. And, you know, one had an interception in one of those games. And then he played, you know, most of the last three games, which were all wins and actually pretty good, uh, especially that Mountain West uh, title game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's a guy that's being pursued by, you know, a lot of other big-name schools, including LSU and the SEC. LSU was after him. Uh, so I think that they see a lot of potential. The, the only thing that concerns me is the word potential because – it's do or die, <laughs> you know, this year. Mm. they got to win. And, you know, is this the guy that they feel just needs a few, you know, areas here and there where he can they can improve him a little bit more as a passer? Um, or is it, you know, is it going to be a project type of deal? I don't think it's – I think project would be a strong word because this guy's really gifted athletically and, and just bigger than everybody else at 6'6". You know, he's he just looks like the biggest man uh, out on the field. So, um Really like the way he runs. Um, you know, he's got a really strong arm, and I saw him, you know, fit it in some really tight windows. Uh, but, you know, probably could work a little bit on mechanics. I don't know how much you improve mechanics at this point in a player's career. You know, Jim Chaney used to say at this point, you know, their mechanics are their mechanics. He used to say for every one hour you spend practicing throwing it the wrong way, it takes three hours to uh, to correct it. So, mm. um you know, he's not, uh, you know, just your standard prototypical quarterback. He's 6'6", 221, runs a lot like Matt Jones, um, has a really live arm, not the purest throwing mechanics. And mainly to me, what I see is just more of a sidearm type of delivery. And I don't know if that's something that Petrino want to fix, but this is the guy that they zeroed in on. Like, this this is our guy and did it pretty early, actually, and uh, brought him in first and, you know, had offered him, obviously, and, um, and, and wrapped it up. So uh, him and Jacoby Criswell will compete for the starting job. Who knows what's going on with K.J. Jefferson? I just It's perplexing. Um, I and every national guy I know that has insight into the transfer portal uh, had him leaving. I assume that's still the case. Um, so we'll see what happens. But there hasn't really been a peep uh, out of K.J. Jefferson right now. So, um, But, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of – Kind of tailing green in a in a nutshell there. Um, really, I really like him as a as a as a guy with just he's just such an athlete, you know. Um, that's what jumps out to me mo- most of all. Trey, Rick and I talked about this a little earlier. What do you, what do you read into KJ's silence? 
I, I have plenty of theories. I don't have answers. Um, I think <laughs> that the plan for him this season, I know the plan for them this season was to put together a good year and go to the NFL. And um, I don't think he probably was in love with the feedback he was getting on his chances at the next level and kind of threw a curveball in it. Um, you know, so do you come back to Arkansas? Do you go somewhere else? What's the money like? Is the money the same at Arkansas as it was last year? Um, you know, I bet or, it's not. Yeah, I, I don't think it would be either. Um, are the, they're the same? I mean, you know, according to last year, you're coming off nine-win season as a quarterback. So, uh, you know, I, th- I just think that there's probably, you know, I don't know, not coming off nine-win, coming off seven-win season, but uh, mm-hmm. I just think there's probably, you know, maybe some things that he was expecting to be out there that may not be out there, and trying to trying to kind of weigh the options right now. I think it's I think it's just a matter of time, though. I mean. It's got to be just a matter of time. Well, when you when you as a head coach be pushing on him, say we we need a decision. Well, I mean, I think they probably have a decision. It's just not public. Okay. Don't That's you what think, I would think that they're they're recruiting as if he's not going to be here? And don't forget Malachi yeah. Singleton, who I, I've yeah. only seen him practice a little bit. He's a pretty talented guy. You got another yeah, one like coming Malachi. in in Jackson. So uh, if all of a sudden you've got four quarterbacks besides KJ. I, it just doesn't make sense that they'd have five, would they? And you, don't you think, don't you think that Green had to be told, hey, you got to compete with the Criswell and Singleton and and Jackson, but mm-hmm. but KJ's not going to be here. Don't you think they had to have told him that to get him? I would think that. I would think that, you know, this is a guy that's being pursued by a lot of other schools. I mean, he, it wasn't like he's, you know, Boise State and that's it. It's you know LSU and Cal and. Baylor, Miami, Michigan State. I mean, there was plenty of schools that were that were after him. Um, so I don't know why you would go to a place where, you know, the quarterback's coming back. Yeah, wow. And then you do wonder what K.J.'s options are. I, again, I, I said earlier in the program, I was watching a podcast from a regional guy who's kind of like you, and but he covers all the South. And he said his word was that K.J. was going to go to South Carolina, but yeah. they've got a quarterback that they were they've been grooming to be their starter next year, and the guy that was doing the report likes KJ, but he thinks the guy they're grooming's better. So you do wonder what his options are. I do, yeah. And you know, there's been talk about Mississippi State with him too. And, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, technically, it's all tampering, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But wouldn't it be sad? Discussion going on before you've entered the transfer portal. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it but be that's, sad? That's, that's the world we live in. I mean, I can tell you where, you know, there are players that hit the portal, and I can tell you before they hit the portal, and this has been over the years and this year. Um, I've heard before they hit the portal where they're going and yeah. what kind of deal's been offered, um, and they they end up going to that school. Well, wouldn't it be sad if KJ, with all these records he's broken at Arkansas, went somewhere and didn't start? I mean, and yeah. you think about Mitch Mustaine. You know, he started, yeah, he didn't start the last two or three games that year, but he started much of the year, went to USC and started one game. That it be that, that was sad, and it's, it'd be sad to see K.J. do that, go somewhere, and all of a sudden he's not playing much. Yeah, and I, I think K.J.'s a good quarter. I know he caught a lot of flack this year because they didn't perform very well. But, I mean, I just – it's not like he just all of a sudden, you know, completely forgot how to do anything. Yeah. I think the offensive line, tight end, his protection, running backs, the whole the whole lot of it, 
uh, played a huge role in, in why he struggled so much, the changing in the offense and all that stuff. You put K.J. back in Kendall Browse's offense, um, then I think we're all like, yeah, get him back, um, you know, with some protection, obviously. But, you know, and, and fans, you know, fans can be very fickle back and forth. I, and I get it. I am too. Um, and everybody wants the new the new quarterback, um, you mm-hmm. know, as they say, the – the freshman quarterback's the hottest name yep. on campus for, yep. you know, anybody that's a diehard fan. So, uh, but KJ, you know, led Arkansas to a lot of wins. You don't just set all those passing records, you know, just out of the blue. There's been a lot of quarterbacks that come through here, every quarterback that has come through here and hasn't, you know, put up the numbers that he has throughout a career. So uh, I'm okay. hoping he'll be remembered fondly here, you know, yes, in this day and be. age when you, like, talk about – I always think about a guy, you know, 15 years from now and – uh you know, is, is KJ going to have his moment at center field of the, uh, you know, the Arkansas Ole Miss game, you know, um, to be recognized? Because it almost feels like those days are just kind of going to go away. Okay, i got a couple questions for you on our uh, Hot Springs Gangster Museum and Hat Store live fan feedback. This is from Frank Smith. Now, I know, Trey, that you don't talk a lot about recruiting. I hope you know about this guy. He says, try, ask Trey his take on Samuel Franklin from Little Rock Central, really good player on not-so-good teams, didn't get proper exposure, yeah. wanted to go to Arkansas. Anyway, what can you tell us about him? Yeah, he's the UT Martin um, transfer. Ah. He, yeah, it's Central. 5'10", 195 pounds. He ran for um, almost 1,400 yards last season, 11 touchdowns. Um, but he's a guy that they're pursuing at running back, yes. Okay, very good. All right, and uh, – Hey, and that happens too. Like, you know, this guy's what's UT Martin? Their division, FCS, right? Mm, I think so. I had a guy that I was just talking about the transfer portal, and you know, a lot of people don't understand this because I see you know people tweeting and on Facebook where people are going, uh, typical Sam Pittman. You know, just the mass exodus has begun. Just you know, ticked off, and I'm just like, they need at least eight (laughs) more to get out of here. You know, they do to to get their issues fixed that they're that they're talking about that they need to address. They need they need a lot more attrition. They have one spot left. You think they're just gonna not bring in any more offensive linemen? Nope. <laughs> I don't. In fact so, that's the next question is yeah. uh, from well, Larry this guy, I just want to continue my line of thought here because this okay. guy this one guy replies to me, he's like, Well the problem is they're losing SEC players and replacing them with FCS players. And so that got me thinking, like, well, first of all, most of the guys, they're going to lose some good players, but most of the guys they're going to usher out are guys that couldn't, you know, weren't going to play, just hadn't hadn't cracked the roster. So I don't know. They're going to transfer down to FCS and, you know, other programs. And then I'm thinking, well, who are all these FCS players? Hmm. Because there's not any right now. And last year there was one, Andrew Armstrong, and he led the team in, in receptions. And, you know, Isaac Tesla wasn't FCS. He was actually Division Two which is a step below that, and he was second on the team in receptions. And then the last FCS guy they brought in before that was John Ridgway, and he's in the NFL right now. Mm. So there are good players, yes, sir. you know, on group of five and FCS levels who may not have been recognized out of high school. They may have hit late growth spurts, um, you know, all kinds of things. And then they dominate on those levels, and so they start getting looked at. Look at the kid from Missouri who just ran for 1,400 yards. Oh, yeah. I mean, what level was he on? ZD2? Truman State. Truman State. They had to beg Mizzou to take him. Yeah. Yeah, so, 
I bet they're glad they did. So I'm not saying just like like you don't load up on FCS players. You load up on SEC players who are playing in the FCS, and there are guys like that. And, and every school recruits them. And, you know, you can't also forget about the Jaheim Singletary's and J- uh, Hayden, you know, Jaden Hazelwood and, um, you know, other five-star guys that they've brought in, Drew Sanders, you know. So just keep that in mind. And, you know, you got you got to continue to improve the roster. I always say this, too. You know, Arkansas's roster last year, to me, is the best one that Sam Pittman has had and better than a lot in the past. And I, I believe that. The thing that we have to remember is everybody has access to the transfer portal. Everybody's roster than it's been is better than it's been in the past due to the ability to quickly fill needs in the transfer portal and due to the ability to, you know, have a lot of, fifth-year, six-year guys back because they still have that COVID year that's still lingering out there. So the rosters are just better now than they used to be across college football, especially on the Okay, you know, I mean, let me ask you here. We, we got other questions for you here, Trey, and uh, I've hey. got two on our live fan feedback. we got a caller waiting. Mick, can I do this from Randy real quick? Yeah. All right. Uh, Randy says, Lane Kiffin is in Melbourne at Jalen Dupree's house as we speak. Mississippi, Mississippi State follows. Deion Sanders comes in after that, and then Colorado State visits tomorrow. Okay. Well, that means he's been heavily recruited, isn't he? Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you there. That's okay. Okay, Trey, uh, this is from Larry D. Which position on the offensive line is Arkansas's biggest need from the portal? Will any of Arkansas's starters last year on the offensive line be a lock for this year? Any of Arkansas starters on the offensive line last year be a lock for this year to start? Yeah, to, to start, yes. Yeah, well, I don't know if you'd say any, but I think they're probably going to try to bring in like four offensive linemen is what I would I would probably guess. And so um, I don't know if anybody would be a lock to start. Joshua Braun would have a you know good edge. Brady Latham hasn't announced whether or not he's coming back or not. Um, I would assume he is. Um you know, but he's obviously a multi-year starter. He has a chance to break a lot of records at Arkansas um, in terms of starts and be the first five-year starter, I guess, ever at Arkansas is a possibility. Uh, I think that center is a big area that's got to be addressed. Um, you know, they have Amari Wiggins that they brought in from junior college last year. I just don't know that Wiggins is is quite big enough to be a starter in the SEC. And so there's, you know, there's a good number of guys that they've that they've targeted. Um, Easton Kilty out of North Dakota would be a guy to look at. Um, who's got one year uh, left? Six five three oh five. Remington Strickland at Texas A and M is another guy that they have offered. Um, and I think they're bringing in some guys this year too. There's bring, they're bringing in a guy from San Jose State. San Jose State who plays um, uh, uh, center. They're bringing in Gino Vandermark from. Michigan State, who's an offensive lineman. Or excuse me, the guy from San Jose State is actually a tackle. He's uh, the number five tackle in the transfer portal, five-ranked tackle in the transfer portal. Uh, so um, this could be a big weekend for offensive line visitors. Okay, All right. let's, see if, let's see if we can get Michael and Conway on and get him with Trey before he's off. Okay, Michael, here's your chance with Trey Biddy. Um, Are you there, wrong, Michael? Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, go right ahead. All right, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Trey, but I'm going to ask a question. Uh, KJ set all the records. It took mm-hmm. him three years. But oh, the records he broke were set by quarterbacks in two years, correct? Yes. 
Right, but none of those quarterbacks put up the rushing yards he put up. Correct. Well, yeah, right. uh, yep. Like I said, correct me when I'm wrong, but I'm just kind of curious on the passing record. Mm-hmm. It took yes. him three years for there to – is he really that good of a passing quarterback? No, he's not as good as Ryan Mallett. He's not as good as Tyler Wilson not many or Brandon are. Allen. No, not even close, but none of those guys can touch him as a runner. Um, right, yeah, Matt Jones probably be the closest one, right? Here, hey, here, here, keep this in mind, though. Keep this in mind. Um, only Brandon Allen ever had a year as good as K.J.'s two best years from an efficiency standpoint at quarterback. K.J. owns the number two and number three most efficient passing years in program history behind Brandon okay. Allen. Okay. And, uh, yeah, that, Omar, that's what I wanted to know. I figured there's I another was offensive wrong, lineman from Montana State that's supposed to be visiting also um, okay. that they yeah. really like. So, All right. Some FCS Michael, guys you. for you guys to chew on. All right, Trey. <laughs> well, we'll be chewing on it till we talk to you tomorrow. Okay. We're back Bye, on Drive Time Sports.